my name is Diego Hungen. This is uh, Daniel Olive, and um, we both work at the Engagement Retention and Success Team. Uh, we have a team on research and data analysis. Uh, what we do is mainly quantitative, and uh, at this uh, in this presentation, we're going to talk about uh, some approaches to quantitative analysis on student performance. Uh, this comes uh, from a lot of practice. This is something that we've been working for some time. And uh, the difficulties that we find uh, and the issues that we find with the data, uh, we thought that we might be useful for uh, <coughs> us to share. Um, so, I'm gonna, the contents of this presentation, I'm going to tell you a bit about the institutional student data that we have access to and how we merge different data sets in order to have a, a better um, understanding of the student journey. Um, then I'm going to tell you through some issues on key variables that we, um, we identify, ethnicity, socioeconomic background, and entry scores. Um, and then a very specific issue on doing uh, statistical analysis um, student performance about this idea of cohort versus year by year. Uh, I'll explain that when I get there. And finally, Daniel is going to uh, give you some of the findings on our research on uh, using cohort analysis and final outcome. So first of all, the um, institutional student data, it's, um, we, if you read this diagram from the left to the right, um, you have uh, UCAS data, which uh, you have uh, from entry qualifications, what kind of A levels they have, which kind of schools the, the students went to. And then we can match that into the student records. It's normally more seats, that's the system that uh, keeps the records. And then we have data at student uh, at um, program level, which includes uh, from progression to withdrawals to. <coughs> Um, degree classification, and we can also analyze data at module level, which involves that we can follow a student and see how they did at certain exams, how they did at presentations. Um, and this could be particularly useful, for instance, if we are thinking about students that come with BTEC qualifications and we can try to detect whether or not they do better or worse at exams or at course or what, what is it exactly that they are uh, doing how they're doing different models. Uh, and well, this the household income data, we, we, which we got from the bursaries assessment. So this is an assessment um, uh, that every bursary recipient would go through if they, if they apply for a bursary. And finally, something that we just started <coughs> analyzing is the daily data, uh, which is this, um, employment of the student after six months, or, or the situation of the student, whether or not they are continuing further studies, or they are um, employed, and whether or not that employment is in graduate jobs, or deployment is in, in um, uh, or, or all the kind of jobs that are not graduate. So first of all, the, the issues with key variables. Um, the first one I want to talk about is ethnicity. Ethnicity is generally defined, if you look at the literature in general, you, you would have 
the concepts that associate the ethnicity are cultural heritage, identity, social and cultural characteristics, historical experience. But when you go to the variable, when you see the actual variable here, you have this. White, Asian, black, Chinese, mixed, other. There's, there's a misconnection there. Uh, this doesn't seem to be exactly the same. And we, we talk very loosely about ethnicity, and sometimes I think we need to uh, think about it twice. Particularly when then, when we do statistical analysis, we say, right, white and BME, and then, well, uh, the, the concept of ethnicity is a little bit loosely. Um, so these are some of the um, problems with, with these variables. Then with socioeconomic background, we, uh, we don't use uh, polar uh, for the reasons that have been explained before, but we do look at parental occupation, parental education, which, is, which are things that you can find in seeds. Uh, the problem with these two, even though they are actually quite, uh, it could be uh, quite interesting to know uh, whether or not the parents went to higher education or whether or the occupation of the parents. The problem with this too is that often we have no answer and information which no answer. So the, the amount of missing cases in those variables makes it very, very difficult to to use them or to have uh, significant findings from them. The one that we have been using is the household income. And the household income uh, is different from the bursaries. The bursaries would actually join together all these different brackets, whereas the household income, we can identify different uh, people in different situations. And, and this, I mean, we have merged this data set through um, a slightly different path. We have actually asked people from bursaries and then we've been able to merge that with our data set. Um, uh, well, finally, the entry scores, uh, we have at least two of the most common use um, variables to, to measure um, pre-entry qualification. And by the way, this is this tends to be in most studies and our study the perhaps the best predictor for future attainment. Uh, but we have the tariff points. Uh, the spread of the scores is very very wide. Is you, you can have students that have. 80 and another student that have 900 points and uh, and it doesn't seem that realistic uh, but it does cover on the other hand it does cover most of um, the, the population whereas when we take the best three levels which is a perhaps better measure because also they are closer together uh, then the problem there is that whoever didn't do an a level is not there and therefore you you miss a lot of the cases, and, and that, that is problematic. There would be perhaps other play, other measurements, but these, uh, in terms of the institutional data, is a little bit more difficult to gather those data set because you need to probably go to the schools and ask them what grades uh, do you accept the students on? So what, how, how did you accept them? How did you admit them? Uh, so the other issue I wanted to talk about. Uh, is this thing about cohort about against year by year. The year by year analysis is something that is often uh, used by institutions or by uh, different academics to report on student performance. Um, 
this basically looks at a certain group of uh, at the people that got a degree in a particular year. Uh, the problem with this is not only that you're joining different cohorts that might have been exposed to different experiences and often perhaps even different policies, um, but also the fact that most of the time this doesn't talk about withdrawal. This only talks about the students that got a degree. You don't know, you don't take into account anyone who didn't actually got the, get the degree or who got withdrawal. So this basically looks at degree uh, classification. What we've been doing, and what we think is, is, is a, perhaps a, a more accurate approach, is to be looking at a cohort analysis. So in the cohort analysis, we take a group uh, that starts university uh, this particular year, for example, and then we follow them for three or four years, and we look how many of those got a degree, what kind of degree they got, and of course, how many were true. So you take the entire cohort and we follow them for four years. This then looks at final outcome. Um, so the, what happens is that if you have the year, the year analysis, this is the kind of graph that you would have. You, you have the, the, the different rates of the people that got a degree classification. Whereas when you have the final outcome um, analysis, which is what we tend to use, you have this picture. So this is probably the same faculty, but look, it look as you can see, you can report something. Uh, I mean, we believe this is more honest. It's a little bit problematic sometimes because you are reporting things that schools are a little bit more um, uh, well, they're more concerned about sharing this kind of data, sharing the, the, the data on, on their withdrawals. But this is a lot more honest, and uh, through this, I think you can you can also you can identify different patterns, um, and it's more realistic. Now, there is you can do some year-by-year -year analysis. We think that that's also important. But if we're going to do that, I think it's important to take the the cohort corporate of entrance and to see whether or not they progress. Um, and then perhaps you take the other, another cohort and you do exactly the same and you see they progress, they didn't progress. And then on this one, you see, you compare progression rates and you can, you can take year by year and you say, well, the progression rate on this case is this one, the progression case in this, in this case is this one. But you're taking exactly the same cohort of students and that went through the same experience. Um, so in that case, we find this, this um, you want me, you want to talk from there or do you want to come here? <laughs> well, um, first of all, I, I will show some results uh, we have had from, 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 the, from the analysis. Of this, this is a distribution of the final outcome from the entry core 2011-12. And some results. As Diego explained, is different when, this is different when, uh, from reporting just the the, the, the the annual total of first, second, uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, so we have tried some kind of statistical modeling with the data, using cohort data, and we have uh, some estimates of the of uh, what factor favors or uh, certain kind of outcome, for instance. We have some factors increasing the order of getting a first degree uh, is higher entry scores uh, coming from a state-funded school and living in a parental home, in our case. Uh, 
factors increasing the odds of getting a first or second, uh, upper second degree is higher entry scores again, being female, having attended a STEM uh, uh, state family school. And increasing the odds of uh, withdrawing is a student uh, with zero outcomes, uh, of that, zero income, uh, which refers to very vulnerable students, mostly students living on benefits, student, uh, for instance, care leavers, and that's all, uh, that very special group which is very vulnerable, or, or even students with uh, a very low income with some financial commitment because they have children or uh, very complicated situation. Uh, coming through the university uh, by a clearing and again leaving a parental home uh, to extreme. Mm? And uh, the factors decreasing the odds of uh, having a of getting a first degree is uh, coming from a BME uh, background. Uh, again, having uh, reported zero income. Um, the same uh, for uh, first and second degree, having zero income reported and coming through clearing. And the factor decreasing the odds of uh, uh, withdrawing is a higher entry score, being female, and coming from a, a state funded uh, school. Um, but, uh, so, when you do this sort of analysis, so what you get is a, is a long table with coefficients, so you have to, but sometimes it's more interesting to, to, to simulate with the same model, so what would happen if I took, if I took some student with some fixed characteristics, or with some special characteristics, and I put this student in different situations. For instance, these are probabilities of obtaining a first degree. So they all they are all females, and they are they, and they are all at at the average A level uh, score. Mm -hmm. But for instance, we have the first school in the left hand side. On the left hand side, the first school, and you have that the squares, which are. Uh, white females um, and the circle with the BME females. Um, so you can say that, that you can see that in, in, in the left side you can you have you have a sort of a, um, a attainment gap uh, through ethnicity. But if you go to the other side, in other school at the same university, this is more uh, related to um, income rather than uh, rather than uh, ethnicity. Mm -hmm. So you can study this uh, study these uh, very different these different variables, and you can model that. And you can get very interesting uh, results uh, by doing this. So we have tried with many many variables. So what what about this, uh, if we compare a student with a very different uh, a levels, so very low a level and higher levels. So what about if we, if we compare uh, male with female? So you can do all sort of characteristics. The advantage, at least in our case, that we have a huge database. Uh, for instance, uh, we now have information about three cohorts. It's about uh, 20,000 records, uh, which corresponds to about 8,000 students. So. We have a, a good sample size, so we can try different things. We can put more variables. We can try to 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 
to to get uh, to more specific point and to address some specific issue, issues. So by using diff a different set of uh, variables. Mm -hmm. And thank you. That's all. Thank you. <laughs>